0: And welcome to the Rubber Duck Dev Show. I'm Chris.
1: I'm Creston.
0: And as you can see, I've cut Creston's face off
1: for one thing.
0: See you uh, later. I <laughs> don't know how that happened. Anyway, um, yeah. So you'll also notice that we don't have a third person here with us. That's because somebody—I won't name any names—got um, d- overloaded the past couple of weeks and didn't didn't um, book any guests for show Um we, we we can just
1: call this the rubber duck dev show classic version
0: yeah there you go classic um so yeah i will be reaching out to some folks for december um because i don't I, the, the only person i have booked at this point is uh, ernesto is coming on the 30th of november to be with us and talk about some stuff which is great i'm really looking forward to that um but I had him booked a while back, and I have just fallen so far behind. So I will be reaching out to to beg people to <laughs> to help me out and, and agree to come on the show in December. But anyway, uh, tonight we're going to talk about something we kind of we kind of mentioned last week, um, and that is uh, active record callbacks, uh, database callbacks. Are they good or evil? Um, so we'll, we'll kind of discuss that and talk about the, the fun things that they are. Uh, but before we get into that tonight, a uh, we can review, Preston, how was your week?
1: Super busy doing a lot of consulting related stuff. Uh, not so much product stuff, even though I want to get back to the product stuff, but I've been doing so much consulting work. It's, it's been hard to do that. Hey Colin. how hey, you doing? Know, hey Colin. Um, Interesting thing as I'm working on different things, I'm finding I much prefer being more, and we'll talk probably more about this today being explicit versus something implicitly happening. So I've come to dislike, you know, magic that happens, like something unexplained. And yeah, it's hard to say it's magic happening because you can always look at the source code to understand what's going on but when things do too much for me i actually start to not like it as much um but anyway yeah it's just something i'm realizing about myself Uh, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that with this topic
0: yep Um, how about you i was i've also had a really busy week i mean it's that's probably going to be a common theme for most people out there because it's end of year and people in the crunch time trying to get projects done and all that stuff. Um, a lot of companies, mine included, have code freezes um, around the holidays, and so we've got a code freeze coming up, so I'm trying to jam projects in and get things finished up. Um, but still done well. Fast is not one, the most one important. One of my
1: clients <laughs> actually announced, "Okay, we're not doing a freeze, but but it's a, it's a code frost. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just <laughs> slowing down. Stay frosty. <laughs> Um, we're not locking you out, but you know, just (laughs) things are going to be slower. You take, you know, be more cautious, etc.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been jamming around trying to get things done and organize. I've got my hands on a lot of projects and and doing project management and actual engineering and um, coordination with big customers, and, and so I've just been headless chicken for a couple of weeks now, which is why I don't have any guests booked. (laughs) I I haven't had time to breathe much less deal with booking guests. So, um, so, Hey, Hey, Twitter friends, anybody out there wants to volunteer to come on the show and talk about something in December, some Wednesday, I'm all ears, but, uh, I will be reaching out anyway. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been really busy, but you know, good. I'm looking forward to the holidays. Um, I'm taking some time off Thanksgiving. I'm taking some time off Christmas, so it'll be it'll be nice and relaxed. I am actually, yeah, on, and we,
1: and we, sorry, go ahead.
0: I am actually on call Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, so that could be a little dicey. But you know, it's all it's all good.
1: And we will not have a show on Thanksgiving, and I'm sure maybe one or two shows closer to the Christmas time.
0: Right. Hey, Rick. Welcome to the show. Uh, So, DB callbacks, active record callbacks specifically is what we're talking about. Um, good or evil? Evil. Good night, all. <laughs> now, it, it's this is something that... This is a topic that's been debated for a long time, and there's a lot of difference between... This topic on a whiteboard and this topic in in a practical environment, right? So, yeah, I agree, Rick. I, I think you'll find I agree with that mostly. <laughs> so mostly, mostly. Um, I mean, there are definitely times when they're useful, right? But you have to be extraordinarily careful with them. And I just a month ago, I was fighting really hard with with. Our, one of our big apps that's, you know, really like the central core app, and it's got tons of stuff in it, lots of lines of code, and I just had a hell of a time dealing with some old database callbacks and trying to troubleshoot an issue and test things because the bloody active record callbacks were just abused, basically. It's the best word I can come up with for it. So, you know, it we want to talk about well, when would you use them, and when wouldn't you use them, and should you use them at all? Um. So I guess the first and and the first fundamental question I will pose to to Creston and to Chat is, should you ever use active record callbacks in a Rails project that's bigger than Hello World?
1: I think that you can. But here's the issue is there's one word that I kind of wrote down to remember to say is that they're insidious. In other words, it's a very dangerous slope you get when you start using them. Uh, Someone in the chat. Yeah.
0: So Rick says, I tend to only use before save to coordinate between fields in the same model. That is, that is exactly my feeling. So there are – and it's interesting you say that because what I've found is the before whatever callbacks are usually not as dangerous as the after callbacks. Um, and the reason for that is the before callbacks usually – are only dealing with stuff in that model, setting defaults for a field or, um, you know, like you say, coordinating between fields in that model. Where it gets nasty most of the time that I see is in the after callbacks. Hey, after you save this order, now go and deliver this email and go do this thing and go do this thing. And it's reaching all over the place and just completely violating the single responsibility principle. Um, you know, like, hey, hey. Uh, actually, I mean, this example isn't a before save, but it's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Hey, before I save this order, get the total from the line items. Well, as soon as I do that, I have to know about line items, which takes me outside of this model. And that gets nasty. Okay, great. So now what if my line items have callbacks, right? And... This is kind of what I ran into, is it was this just endless stream of callbacks that I ended up having to trace down across many models, and that's just impossible. Not to mention the fact that testing that crap is horrifically difficult, and even when it's not difficult, it's horrifically slow because if I'm trying to test a specific thing about a model but every time I create that model it's got to create 85 other objects, right? That's just going to slow your tests way down. That's just nasty.
1: So yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing what I was saying about it, it's it's insidious. So why do callbacks exist? Well, basically Rails tries to make things convenient and you create an object, you make a change to the object, you save that object. And it all kind of happens like somebody new to Rails, it all kind of happens and just flows through. Well, they added these callbacks to say, oh, but wait, what if I want to change something before I save it? Or what if I want to do something before things are validated and it saves it to the database? So they that's why these callbacks were introduced. So, But the problem is, is that once you start doing it, you start Come up with all these different other reasons to do it, and it becomes a, a dangerous slope and becomes insidious. It's, it's kind of what I was going towards. Right. It um, goes back to it's kind of magical how it all works. Yeah. You know, hey, I created an object within Ruby and I just call this save call, and now everything is saved to the database table just fine. Well, then they had to introduce callbacks for you to be able to jump in there somewhere. And that essentially can cause issues depending on how much you add to it. Like you were saying about the line items and going somewhere else and then those trigger callbacks, et cetera, et cetera. Right.
0: And that 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 happens really quickly when you start building the system because you think, oh, I'll just add a callback here. It's no big deal. And then, you know, a week later, you're working on this other model. Oh, I'll just add a callback here without thinking about the fact that the callback you just added is going to get triggered from this other callback, which gets triggered from this other callback. And you've just built a, a chain of hell, basically. Um, so Rick says, I do use after commit to add a listener where the listener is just some Poro thing. That way I can test the behavior of the listener separately and it doesn't always run during tests. Uh That's probably fine in most cases. That seems reasonable to me. I I haven't personally done that, but that sounds reasonable. Um, But yeah, I mean, as long as you're not, as long as your callbacks aren't reaching out to other objects, the way I usually tend to think about it is, if I have to do something with another object, when I'm doing something with this object, I should have a higher order object that does those two things. They shouldn't be talking to each other. So if I have a order completer object, it can save the order, or it can get the totals from the line items and then pass that to the order and save the order.
1: And then ideally, you may need to also have some transactional integrity with regard to that. And you're not going to get that with callbacks, right? but you could get that, do everything within a transaction adding up line items if they presumably could change and then generate your total
0: right and th- the other thing that i've noticed a lot of times is that this kind of this kind of breeds a a bad habit of depending on these callbacks and I mean, it's not just active records callbacks where I see this. It's It has to do with validations and stuff, too. But depending on these callbacks to keep your actual database clean and pe- so people end up not putting the right things in the, in the database layer itself, right? Like, hey, this can't ever be null. Well, if the only time you're checking that is in a callback or, or in a validation, what happens if somebody runs a query or somebody writes an API to your stuff that doesn't run through that object, your your database is going to get hosed. So I see a lot of percolating up of things that should be in the database coming up to the active record layer with things like callbacks. And that's dangerous, frankly. Forget confusing and slow, dangerous. You can really screw up your database like that.
1: What do you think, out of curiosity, what do you think about being more explicit where, say you have a controller action and it calls a separate method that actually handles, like, say a scenario where you want to change what a value is and store a mutated version of that value in another column um, that you might use For before validation, hey, I want to save this in a different format based upon pre-existing data that's being sent. What about doing that in your own, explicitly in your own object, excuse me, your own method in some type of object and then calling save from there so you avoid a callback?
0: Um, Yeah, and I mean, on the surface, that sounds like a perfect example of something you'd want to do with a callback, based on the glossy brochures. But that's the kind of insidious stuff you were talking about where, oh, this isn't a big deal. I'll just do it here. And then three months later, you've done a thousand of those things and it's a mess. So yeah, even in cases like that, I think it's better to explicitly do that in your code. Um, e- either put a method on your your um, model that does that interpolation or translation right. or whatever it right. is you need to do and then call that from a higher order object right so i i want to i've got this order hey order set your other thing field based on this field hey order save yourself yep um so it, so
2: i mean callbacks i i've
0: just gotten to the point where I no longer see cases where I want to use a callback over anything else. I just I just don't have those situations anymore. Um because every time I've used callbacks or every time I've seen them used, it's end up biting me in the butt and been a pain in the pain in the ass. So I just avoid them like the plague anymore. Um
1: yeah, it's really easy to start using them because they're available, and there's the reason why they were created, and it's easy to start using them. But they're insidious because down the road they're eventually going to get you into trouble, probably.
0: It it has every time for me, um, and, and you know not only because it can create complicated webs of troubleshooting nightmares but because it creates a bad habit people fall into this habit of hey i've got this this active record layer i don't need to do the proper things to my database layer and it, that that gets dangerous um, you know your database should always if if this needs to be one of certain values you know you've got an innumerable in there and it can only be one of three things. Well, your database should check that because you don't want a query trying to put stuff in there and, and putting things wrong. The database should throw that, throw that up wherever it's coming from. And I think these active record things are causing people to lose sight of that in a lot of cases. Been my experience anyway. No, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that active record callbacks were a bad idea or that they are evil in and of themselves. But I don't think a lot of developers look at them the right way and they end up being kind of a shortcut and a crutch. Um to well, It's
1: definitely the easy it's the easy path. Yeah. That may <laughs> lead to problems down the road. Cause it's easiest thing in the world to put like, Hey, if you want to change something before then something's validated. Oh, there's before validation. There you go. Right. Done. (laughs) Ship that feature.
0: Right. (laughs) And we actually had, so we had a case where we've got a, a very large set of structures in our code base. Right. I mean, there's hundreds of models in this thing and lots of relationships and, they, they all, you know, kind of talk with each other, which is just kind of bad in and of itself. They shouldn't be talking to each other. Something should be talking to the two of them. Um, but we had a case where there were so many, and, and this is a really old code base, so I mean, it's been around since, like, Rails one point something, brother. So, you know, it's it's got the long-in-the-tooth syndrome.
1: It's got the cruft.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> um... But it, we, we have this thing where we do an import. We did a custom import of some data, um, recurring import, like it happens every morning. I had to go in and actually disconnect all of the uh, database callbacks for all of the objects that were involved in that and specifically do those things in the code because it was taking so long to do this import that it just was untenable. It, it it we we couldn't keep it going like that. So I ended up having to go in and just disable and I mean it was hundreds of callbacks. It was ridiculous. Um so we had to write stuff for, Write a little method to attach to include into these models in this thing to disable all their callbacks and then specifically do the things in the saves or the updates or whatever that we needed to do.
1: Because so you're saying that was more performant, so you were oh, doing yeah. the same amount of work. Oh, but, yeah, well, but because it was more performant,
0: because every time we saved one of these objects. I didn't need it, you know, in this case. I didn't need it to do the five hundred callbacks it was doing. I only needed two of them, right? For this case. Okay. So okay. It, you know it it was just running ridiculous amounts of callbacks because it's trying it's handling you know all these different use cases, hundreds of different yeah, use yeah. cases that yeah. it's dealing with. But, I, you know, there was no way to disconnect that stuff. There was no way to just say, hey, I, I just want to take this part, this use case, and do the things I need to do for that. It's like, hey, if you touch this object, you're doing it all, Jack. I don't care what you need it for, <laughs> right? And that's that's no good. Uh, yeah, disabling the callbacks was, well, yes and no. Because what we did is in this in this custom import poro we wrote a little method that that would intercept the callbacks and just bypass them. Basically say, hey, don't run this. If you're a callback, don't run. And then we could just uh, include that when we called um, methods for those objects. So it was a bit of a pain, but probably not as bad as it could have been because I didn't have to go... Plus, we needed the callbacks for the other use cases. It's not like I'm, you know... I'd have been completely rewriting the whole code base if I was disabling those because they're so interwoven in there. And that's that's one of the big problems is it's so easy to get sucked into uh, violating single responsibility principle in models with these active record callbacks because it takes nothing to say, okay, after save, go do all this other stuff with all these other objects, Right. I mean that's just such a such a common pattern that I see, and it's it's b- a bad. I mean that's that's a bad thing to do, um. But it's so easy to do it, right? Because hey, if I can just put it in the model in an after save, then I don't have to write another you know a higher level class to have it call the things that it should call and separate its responsibilities and keep all the models nice and tidy. I can just put it in after save and forget about it. But you know, then a couple years later, I come along and I have to suffer from the the hell that is callbacks, right? And I mean, you
1: you know what this kind of reminds me of? Um, Go tos
0: oh yeah oh god how go
1: tos are the easiest thing in the world to do and were used you know once upon a time much more frequently and they created basically hell in the code base
0: hey we got a problem troubleshoot this nope they can just have the problem (laughs) sorry that's the way it's gonna stay forever i ain't tracing that code yeah, those, those things were nasty, and it's kind of the same thing because it's, like you mentioned earlier, these callbacks end up getting to be magic where, hey, I saved this record and this other crap happened. Where did that come from? Well, I go look at this callback. Okay, all that's doing is setting this thing and saving this object. Okay, well, that object is got the, these callbacks, and yeah. then that's got these callbacks, and that that that's happened almost every time that I've run into a new code base and there's callbacks in it at all I end up seeing these chains of callbacks that just confuse the crap out of me and so it just makes it a lot t- takes a lot longer to um learn the code base figure out what's going on troubleshoot problems trace things uh, after save is one of the worst callbacks. If it raises an exception, you have to deal with rollbacks, and that just gets a wee bit confusing. Yeah, absolutely right, Rick. Um, yeah, after save is, I would say, ninety percent of the offender. Um, when I've seen it in in the wild, it's just it's almost always that bloody thing. Because the before saves or the before creates are usually used. To set some kind of default value that has to be calculated from something else that's set, right? That's and that's typically not a really big deal, but um, the after saves those are almost always bad because if I've already saved the record, I'm not changing something in the record. I would have done that in the before save most likely. So if I'm in an after save, I'm usually doing something. To some other object. So right away, that's that's just bad news. So if there's you know new programmers listening to this, I would say if you ever go to write an after save callback, you need to do a long, hard think about whether that's the right thing to be doing, because 99.999% of the time, it's not. And then you'll have a senior programmer telling you that you have to trace this code, because I ain't doing that. <laughs> so, I mean, so, chat, does that, I mean, yeah, I've been ranting for a while, because this is something that, A, is fresh for me, and B, I really think is kind of problematic. I've never seen it work out well. Um do you guys have, like, horror stories of—I know this isn't the Halloween episode—but horror stories of dealing with callbacks? Or is it just me, being an old grumpy bastard?
1: Or are there any callbacks that you would just leave? Are there any callbacks that you—if, like, if you're starting a new project, would you still be putting in, like, before validations or before save do something? Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, leaning more and more to know, but what's your opinion on it?
0: I absolutely um I'm not the only one. Okay, good. Good to know. I mean, I I am an old grumpy bastard, but that's not the only reason callbacks are bad. <laughs> so that's good. Um but yeah, I I actively try to avoid those things because I just I I am I am so scarred by those that it's it's like they just it makes my skin crawl when I see them. I'm like, oh, God, here's another one of those things. I have to go fix this and get it the hell out of here. So, you know, as I'm writing, as I'm doing the code with Chris stuff and we're writing this new project and and working through this new stuff. I seriously doubt that they will see me writing um, callbacks, active record callbacks because I hate them. There may come a situation where it's, okay, this is this is a good situation to use that, because there are such things, but they're extraordinarily rare. And if I am going to write one of those, I am going to do some serious thinking about, okay, is this actually what I want to be doing? And how is this going to kick my ass in three months? <laughs> because it will.
2: So. Um... Wow, this was kind of a short rant, actually, but, but <laughs> yeah, f- I know. <laughs> but a fun one.
0: <laughs> I thought my notes looked longer than this, but yeah, it, you know the the big things are though the speed issues and the the insanely difficult troubleshooting when these strings of things happen. It just it's just not worth it in my opinion
1: when callbacks go bad
0: yeah <laughs> which is almost every time i mean i i just i can't i just can't come up anymore with a good reason to use them i'm sure there's a, a case out there that there is and there aren't better options but i can't come up with them anymore i just i just i just can't um, well, I
1: mean, the thing about it is, and I mean, they're easy to implement, and yeah. that, and therein lies the insidious insidiousness of them, in that they're easy to implement. You can put them in, hey, this fixed my problem, or this, this uh, deploy the feature, I'm all good. But then, as the code base goes and matures, if more are added, then that's when the problems start building up. So it's over time, the price gets paid, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that's...
1: So, but, like, if you're doing kind of what you're talking about, like defining objects that, say, exist above it, that you can call those and that those do more explicitly what you're wanting to accomplish as opposed to relying on callbacks, I think that's the more maintainable way to go, even though... Like you said, it does take a little bit more time to do that right? than to throw something in an after save, excuse me, a before save, uh, or even an after save. Yeah. Because you say, hey, I want to do this thing. I want to send an email after I process this transaction. Hey, after save callback. Hey, I want to do something else. All right, well, I'll put it in another after save callback, or I'll put it in the same method that's being called from that after save. Right. Well, the other thing it does- It just builds and builds and creates, you know- like how GoTo's created spaghetti code, we're creating our...
0: Yeah. Spaghetti <laughs> strings Call- callback of callbacks. spaghetti or whatever, yeah. Um, well, and the other thing it does too is it limits the flexibility of the objects that you use it in because when you put these callbacks in there, then every time this happens on this object, this callback's going to run, which means if I want to use it a different way, I either have to rewrite this without you know pull the callback out and refactor it to be able to use it some other way or I have to write a completely different object that I'm gonna use. Whereas if I don't have that in callbacks and I have super objects that do this thing, like let's take the order for example. I may have a merchandise order that works very differently from a food order, which works very differently from a experience order, right? But I don't want to have three different order objects to to deal with that stuff, and there may be settings and and things with line items like maybe one of these kind doesn't even have line items. It does totaling a completely different way, right? If I've got if my totaling is done in a callback in the order item, well, I've just screwed myself. Now I either have to go refactor that totaling out of that, which shouldn't have been there in the first place. Or I have to write a completely different order sub item to handle totaling differently. And that's just that's just bad. You know, it just limits your
2: flexibility. So I, I I
0: I just really don't see callbacks as a good idea. I can't think of a specific example where they're good that I've run into. Sure, there's some out there. I can't think of any. Um, at chat, maybe you know. When is a good time to use a callback? When should you use one?
1: Yeah, I mean that's a very good question. When should you use one? And it, like like you, I'm leaning towards uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can because it's easy, but that again, you're gonna start down the slippery slope.
0: Yeah, I mean I my contention is probably never. It's is the answer to that question. I I don't know. I mean, maybe chat has a different different take on this. Maybe maybe somebody has some examples of where there's not there's there's not a bad. I mean, there are good times, but uh So Rick says, I just realized the listener thing I'd mentioned earlier is the observer pattern. I use the after commit outside the transaction to notify the observers. I mean, that's, see, okay, that seems reasonable because, well, the only thing I would think about that is that the observers are other objects, right? So are you not reaching out to other objects from inside? this particular model and and while that's probably splitting hairs um is that not the case i mean i i don't know what your structure is so i'm i'm just imagining um what you're doing and, and i know that's a, a used pattern i i it's not like i'm saying hey bad rick bad bad but I'm just trying to think through, well, is that actually violating the single responsibility principle by doing that?
2: I don't know. Could be.
0: Maybe not. Um, like, if I were doing it at this point in my career, if I were doing that, I would actually have, like I said before, a super object that would save this thing to the, the model I'm trying to save... And then it would notify the observers. Um, because to me, that just seems more reliable, not more reliable, safer from a code perspective. I don't know. That's a tough one, chat. What do you think about that pattern? Is that really problematic? I mean,. Technically, it violates single responsibility principle, but in that in that case, is that really a big deal? Do we care? Is that gonna be problematic six months down the road when we're trying to trace things, or is that pattern not nothing to worry about, and it's a fine fine time to use those i I don't have the answer i'm I'm actually wondering I'll have to do some thinking and research on that and see see what I come up with, but I would be interested to hear. Uh, what chat has to say, so drop some comments in the the little comment boxes below when you're watching this video and let us know what you think about that.
2: Because that is interesting. I could probably argue both sides of that. I think having the
1: other object would be more excuse me, having a object above them or whatever would be more explicit, but...
2: I mean, yeah, I I definitely agree with that, and that's probably how
0: I would do it, but is that kind of overthinking... overthinking that particular case? I'm just wondering if err on the side of caution and always do a super object? (laughs) Because I just... Man, these, these... Callbacks have just always bitten me in the butt at some point. Every single time.
2: But, I don't know. Maybe there's...
0: Maybe, like you said, the observer pattern isn't really that big of a deal. that Because it only goes so far. It's not like your observers are going to have database callbacks that string together.
2: Although, I suppose they could. But...
0: Um, huh? Interesting thing to think about. But anyway, uh, I'm about out of notes. You got any other notes on this
1: topic? Not really. No,
0: me either. I kind of figured this would be a little short, but not this short.
1: Um, But we did we did propose. Hey, it would be great to try to find someone who is pro callbacks and one who is not. Whereas, unfortunately, both of us are both on the anti callback
0: -callback, anti-callback yeah yeah it, it seems that way
1: yeah
0: so um but hey we would like to hear from people who are pro callback and have can articulate some reasons why uh maybe i'm wrong about this maybe there are good times to use this and maybe that is the best solution in in certain use cases um I would absolutely love to hear some of those um, because I always like to learn new things. Um, So if you know something about that, if you have some opinions on that, um, make sure you drop those in the comments uh, and let us know. Um, So hope you guys enjoyed that show. I know it's a little short, um, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, It's a rough time of year for both of us, so um, we're we're trying to try to stay ahead, but here we are, Um, so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that, if you did, please make sure and mash that like button, uh, subscribe Rebuilt says callbacks are bad I agree, sir you better believe it Um, but yeah uh, mash that subscribe button um, hit the like um, give us a follow if you're watching this on Twitch Um, You know, just smash all the buttons and ding all the bells. You know how that that saying goes. So, um, also, if you are wanting to listen to this on a podcast, you can find it everywhere that podcasts live. Um, You can find us on rubberduckdevshow.com. You can find us on Twitter, at DuckyDevShow. I usually post stuff... One there about how we're doing. Uh, tomorrow I, is is the day for Code with Chris uh, from 3 to 5 Eastern Time. However, I'm in Central Florida and we have a big old hurricane. Well, it's not that big. It's a cat one. but
1: Hurricane number two. <laughs> yeah,
0: coming our way. Supposed to hit tomorrow. So, it's very possible I will lose power. I'm going to try to do Code with Chris. I want to. Uh but pay attention to Twitter because I will let you guys know whether that can go ahead or not. Um and if you don't hear from me tomorrow, um it's not anything nefarious. It's just because I'm likely sitting in a very dark house with no power and can't communicate. So um but I will try to keep everyone updated on Twitter, so make sure you follow us over there at Ducky Dev Show, uh, so you can keep up with go- what's going on. Um We will be back here next Wednesday at 8 p.m., probably just the two of us again, and we have no idea what we're going to talk about, so hey, if you guys got suggestions, drop them in the comments below, or hit me up on Twitter, um, and we will take your suggestions, otherwise we'll come up with something, somehow, sometime, uh, and let you know on Twitter. Also, uh, tomorrow, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be doing Code with Chris, so we'll work on that project some Uh, We'll be getting a little more organized. We've just been doing some playing around, but we're going to try to make some decent progress tomorrow. Um, And we'll be taking a look at a few things um, and having some fun. So until then, I hope you guys enjoyed this. We will see you hopefully tomorrow and happy programming.
1: Happy programming.
0: Bye.